0: You're listening to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, your daily podcast on the National Football League, powered by the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show. We are breaking down everything from Sunday's Week 12 NFL action, and there was some good games and major playoff implications in this one. Maybe more teams that... Matt and I will decide to bury uh, and and end those playoff hopes in our minds. Although we've been proven wrong a couple of times, and the one div- one uh, conference is much different than the other conference as far as uh, five hundred teams, which is which is kind of wild. There's the Browns. Let's start with uh, the game's freshest in our minds, probably the Sunday night game, prime Timer, which the scoreboard was a snoozer, but it was a fun game. It was an entertaining game, sixteen to ten, an odd score there as the Ravens improved to eight and three at home, beating the Browns who are in 6-6, six and six, there's twice as many 500 teams in the AFC as there is in the NFC.
0: Oh, it's nuts. It's... <laughs> it really is. I mean, it's it, extreme parity. Anyone can lose to anyone. Um, it, it makes our jobs harder, to be very honest it with does. you. I mean, who's good, who's not. I we, mean, even yeah. the NFC. Every single
1: that? week, every single week, we, we start to believe in a team. It's almost like whatever they did last week, then just pick the opposite, right? Because that's what we're seeing with all these teams. And uh, yeah. th- there's a lot of them that there's... In the AFC, there's so many teams that are 500 or better, but a lot of them are really close to 500 still. And in the NFC, it's the opposite, where nobody wants the wild card spot, that seventh spot, apparently. So uh, it's 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 just... It's really maddening to a certain degree, but it's also a lot of fun. And this is what the league wants, right? That parody and yeah. seven playoff spots and a seventeen-game season. Now, every fifteen of sixteen teams, almost in every conference, are going to be in it until mathematically, until maybe even the last week or two.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's going to be a lot of people resting their starters in week eighteen or week seventeen. I mean, like everyone is down to the wire. I mean, even the you we're know, just since we're focused on the AFC some of the teams with good records, you know, namely Tennessee, they're not really good, even though they got a bunch of wins, you know, I mean, like some of the terrible, terrible, right. I mean, (laughs) teams like Miami are still under 500, but they're rolling, you know, like it's crazy. Um, Are the Browns terrible? I think so. I mean, let's start the Sunday night, as you said. So here's a stat that I think is pretty telling since 2015, 37 quarterbacks have thrown four interceptions or more in a game. Their record is 0-37, but not last night. Woo. Now it's 1-37. and you know, And the Browns just couldn't control the flow of the game. They're so running dependent, and some of that's Mayfield's 400 injuries, but they ran 17 times for 40 yards, and that's really all the Ravens cared about, in my opinion, on defense. And therefore, even with all the picks, the Ravens just owned the time of possession. They were a little more balanced there. You know, they ran well. They threw well. Lamar made plays, of course. I thought Baltimore's pass rush was quite good when they got him in third and longs. Owe And those guys are coming on pretty strong. Justin Houston, you know, th- that whole group is pretty decent right now. Um, and one thing I think we know in the AFC, the Ravens find a way
1: they certainly did on Sunday night and Lamar Jackson with the four picks, he did have one touchdown pass, uh, 20 of 32 passing 165 yards. He had 17 carries for 68 yards. Uh, Jeremiah owusu Kormoa did a pretty good job of trying to corral that Browns, um, that, 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 uh, Ravens ground game. And they did a pretty good job on Lamar Jackson and he wasn't really finding the holes and he, he felt a little frenetic there. I don't know if, uh, I don't really know what it was with him, but something was definitely off with Lamar Jackson. Very frenetic right, pace right. and just kind of, you know, throwing the ball in bad places. And after the game and the interview on the field, he was, you know, he was he had to walk away because he didn't want to say the wrong thing because he was so mad at himself <laughs> and he didn't want to. Yeah, you know, he, yeah. he didn't want to say uh, any dirty words on camera or anything like that. But um And, and got bailed out a few times by Mark Andrews. If it wasn't for some amazing play by Mark Andrews, I mean, it would have looked even worse for Lamar in this game.
0: Yeah, no, you're 100% right. And they once again overcame a big obstacle, got a win that many will say they sh- you know shouldn't have got. You know, what I mean, and it just happens every week with these guys. They're eight and three. They're a top, what I think is probably the best division in the league, or right there with you know the West and the NFC. And they're probably going to the playoffs. And they have a formula, and they're figuring things out on the run. And defense is improving. This, to me, though, is a little bit more about the Browns than the Ravens. And I'm sure we'll get to my Steelers and some other teams in the AFC, but it might be time to bury a couple of these teams, as you mentioned, and the Browns are one of them. I hesitate to do that before December because things I thought I knew, I don't know, and I should have learned better by, you know, been doing this for so many years. But the Browns are in a rough spot right now, and it's not their defense.
1: And you know, if there's too many teams to compete with, that's what we're, and I don't see where the Browns are going to get better. And you see some of the pass catchers for Baker Mayfield and Baker Mayfield not playing at a high level right now and banged up. And it reminds me a little bit of what's going on with the Titans. The Titans pass catching situation is even worse there on offense and no Derrick Henry. Um, I want to go to that game because those teams are similar. Titans had such a jump or such a head start. And even after a 36-13 loss to the Patriots, and the Patriots blowing out another team, multiple scores. I mean, it's crazy. Um, but you look at this Titans team, and, and who is Tannehill even throwing to, and, yeah, and handing that. the ball to? And Deontay Foreman had a hundred yards. I mean, they, they tried to run the ball all they could, and they, they two hundred
0: yard rushers.
1: But the the Patriots stepped on their neck at the end of game. There was the fumbles there. Uh, Tannehill 11 of 21 93 yards passing in this game his QBR was just a little bit better than the four intercession performance from Lamar but not that much better and he's throwing to guys where uh, I think somebody on on Twitter put it this way and, and put a put a screenshot of the box score for the Titans and said how many of these first names can you guess looking yeah, at Firkser right, right. and Same Swaim that. and Pruitt and Fitzpatrick and, uh, and, and Westbrook. And yeah, I didn't even know, I can't even pronounce his last name, let alone his first name. So um, Hollister, it's just, it's a mess there for the Titans right now. And I would probably bury them with the way they've looked recently, getting just beaten by everyone, got beat by the Texans. Uh, and, and, and is AJ Brown and, and Derek Henry that important? I guess so, because yep, they're just yep. a shell of a team without those guys.
0: Without question. And, They have eight wins, so they may end up getting in the postseason, but they would be very low on my power ranks right now. They're not a good football team. This game was closer than 36-13, though. I mean, really, the Patriots busted it open as the game went on, which... I'll pat myself on the back a little. I predicted when we did our picks, saying this is just such a physical team that the fourth quarter will belong to New England. And Mm -hmm. that wasn't exactly how it went, but the second half belonged to New England. They outscored them 20 to nothing in the second half, won the turnover battle, four to nothing. You're never going to beat the Patriots if you lose a turnover battle by more than one or two, let alone four. But you're right. I mean, Foreman and Hilliard combined for both were over 100 yards on the ground. You'd think, okay, they're back to their formula. Yeah. It's not Derrick Henry, but you're in it. Tannehill threw for 93 yards, and they were losing <laughs> the whole second half. I mean, yeah. they got nothing. They just, I mean, they got nothing. That's Mac Jones played awesome, by the and way. Mac that. Jones
1: just continues to – like, he doesn't blow you away. It's not highlights, but he's just so efficient as a rookie. He looks like a 10-year veteran. It's, it's really wild to see him out there efficiently running the offense, and he's making enough – you know, good throws. He, he can make all the throws. Uh, he's checking it down. He's recognizing the blitz, getting the ball out fast. I think that's probably the most impressive thing is just how comfortable he is in an NFL pocket. Yeah. as a. And he didn't play that much college football either. He, he only had Drift. one full season as a starter at Alabama. Um, and seeing him recognize the blitz and know where his checkdowns are, and getting the ball out fast and getting the ball out accurately, and uh, that's that—it's pretty special to see what he's doing so early on in his career. And uh, it's yeah. pretty fun to watch. And he's running away at the rookie of the year. And,
0: and the last note, really, I have is you know, we had the locked-on Patriots folks on recently, and I kind of like, boy, what if they had a number one receiver? And still, that would be great. You know, don't get me wrong. But to Mac Jones's credit, I mean, they had uh, six guys catch between. Two and five passes, you know, and yeah. they're just, he's just, just John Stockton out there, just distributing the ball, point guarding it up.
1: And I was a little curious about that Kendrick Bourne signing. He's like, really? Okay, Kendrick Bourne? Around. You're going to give him that much money? And he he, he looks pretty good. He made a big catch yeah. and run in this game, had a couple of touchdown passes. I mean, he's always been able to, you know, he's got good feet and is able to get open and make catches, but... He's kind of turning into the main option there. But, yeah, just really spreading around who's the open guy. There's no there's no number one where you're force-feeding targets to in New England. Who's open? Go through the progressions and hit your guy. You know, if you don't like it, drop it down to the running back. Easy peasy, right? And on right? the other
0: side, I guess I didn't realize this, but I have the box score in front of me to cite those Patriot-receiving numbers. The Titans, <laughs> the Titans had two guys catch two passes. That led the team. And then they had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven guys catch one. <laughs> you know, like, and none of them probably deserve targets.
1: Yeah, yeah. You're not really, like, preseason, you weren't looking at, well, maybe rookie Des Patrick, you're thinking maybe, or Des yeah. Fitzpatrick, maybe he can get involved. And and that's been tough, too. There was an interception that uh, Tannehill threw, I think it was last week, or maybe he was in that, yeah, was it the Texans game? Where he was talking to Des Fitzpatrick on the sideline. He's like, geez, you're running the wrong route. What's going on here? You know? And so just it's it's really tough for the Titans offense yeah. right now. It's and Fair. uh I do not like the way things are going for them, but man, they were eight and two, right, at one point. So they're gonna be in the they playoffs. The but division. they might have a quick exit if things continue in this manner, unless they get some of their uh, reinforcements back on offense.
0: Without question. And the Colts are playing much better, but the Titans have the head to head and Indy just lost. I'm sure we'll get to that game too, you know, so they probably will, or I don't say probably, they certainly can win the division still, Tennessee. All
1: right, tons more games to get to here. A quick pick for Monday Night Football as well coming up, including our teams, Matt, that are going in very different directions right now. They are. After 12 weeks. Has it been a struggle to find what channel, what streaming device you need to get everything situated for you while you're watching football? Maybe you've got a kid that needs to watch something else while you're watching your football to keep them occupied while you focus on the game. Got highlights going over here. Got one game over here. Someone's trying to watch a show over there. Maybe you don't remember the logins. Uh, You're sharing your neighbors, sisters, whatever. Uh, DirecTV Stream can... Get this all situated for you. And I'm sure you've had those struggles over the first month of the football season. No more juggling remotes. No need to buy another device ever again. And best part is no annual contract. It's called Direct TV Streams. And it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before. So you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. As it should be. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Let's get the bad out of the way, which was one of the most disappointing teams of the weekend, I think, in your Pittsburgh Steelers, Matt. Oh Just getting manhandled by the Bengals. That Bengals offense torching the Steelers defense 41-0 to 10 the Steelers are a team even when they're not playing well they're not a team that gets blown out right like your whole life how many times have you seen the Steelers just get blown out especially by the Cincinnati Bengals
0: never I mean I just wrote a 2000 word article I turned it in and half hour ago for the trib here a local paper breaking this thing down and some of the numbers I came up with not only in this game but really the last few are just insane I mean. Uh, 722 rushing yards over the last three games you know I mean the 903 total yards from the last two games you know I mean just totally getting manhandled on both lines of scrimmage and you can see it from the offense but the defense I expected to be not an abomination and their run defense is so bad right now I don't know that I've ever called the Steelers soft, but they are soft, and it's not just injuries. It's poor play. I give the Bengals a lot of credit, though. I mean, I know they're a bit of a roller coaster, and before they're by, they had two bad losses. But after watching Sunday Night Football, I'm pretty convinced Cincinnati is the best team in this division, really trending the right way, very physical on both lines of scrimmage. They've built this team to be a – AFC North team and Burroughs a star, but they didn't need a lot from them. And, you know, we opened the show talking about the craziness in the AFC. This to me tells you like all you need to know. The, so the Steelers are five, five and one. I mean, they're not playing well, but that's five hundred. There's 11 teams in the AFC that have six wins or more. I mean, so they're the 12 seed right now at sitting at 500. <laughs> and that doesn't even count Miami, who's rolling right now and definitely playing better than Pittsburgh.
1: We, we talk a lot about the offensive side of the ball and fantasy and, and those types of things, but I want to make sure I mention Trey Hendrickson here, who's who's been awesome for the Cincinnati Bengals yeah. and was a great pickup, and I wasn't sure about that, losing – Uh, Carl Lawson replacing him with the big money free agent in Trey Hendrickson but it's worked out great for the Bengals and Lawson's hurt and and Hendrickson's playing awesome and he was good in this game Um, and uh, you know Joe Burrow just hitting players left I I would I thought when I looked at this box score later because um, I was watching red zone and they kept breaking into the Steelers game and I didn't really go back and watch this game because I knew you were going to be here and watched every snap of it to let me know what happened here and let the listeners know what happened I thought Burrow threw the ball 40 times and it was going to be 350 yards oh. and multiple touchdowns. Because I just felt like they just kept going over and things were looking easy and he hit Higgins a few times. And that's really all he needed. And then I guess they just leaned on him. When you score 21 points in the second quarter, then they leaned on Mixon for 165 yards and 28 carries on the ground.
0: Absolutely. I mean, everything was very easy. And I mean, here's another Steeler stat. I mean, over the last two games in the first half, every drive that their defense has been on the field for, except for one, they've allowed points. You know, like, it's just as soon as the game starts, walk right down the field against this defense, T.J. Watt or not, Minka or not, it doesn't matter. And to show how little respect the Bengals' defense had for the Steelers' offense, and of course they played with the lead quite a bit, but they played – I really dug into the snap counts today – they had 23 defensive players play at least 29% of the snaps. Like you mentioned, Hendrickson, he could have played the whole game if they needed him. He played like 48% of the snaps or something like that. You know, I mean, they had a couple guys that were around 39 out of a t- possible 62 snaps, and that led the defense in snap counts. I mean, they just rested half their guys half the time and just had no worries at all.
1: I, I, I'd been worried about the Bengals' defense. Pretty but good. when you look at their schedule, it's really odd. And and I wonder if it's if it's they're they're just such a good front-running team and they need to get on the scoreboard early to help them out, and most teams do, and it really sure. helps. But you look at their their record and their schedule, and they you know, the Steelers, one touchdown, ten points, thirteen points they held the Raiders to, um, seventeen points for the Ravens, eleven points for the Lions. You know, those are good defensive efforts for the cincinnati Bengals, but then the jets put 34 on them the browns put 41 on them so like which team is it you know uh do you think they have what it takes on defense to be a team that that gets into the playoffs and maybe lasts in the playoffs
0: get in yeah i mean i think they're one of the top teams in the afc i mean they're better than the tennessee's and tight or colts and some of these other teams probably the rest of the division in my opinion um you know, I was pulling this this document up again. I mean, the last two games, they've outscored their opponents 73 to 23. And this was the seventh game of the season that they've held people, held their opponent to 21 points or less. They're pretty deep on defense. They have a lot fewer weaknesses. I mean, like, I, I've broken down so many Steeler-Bengal games in my life that was like, boy, their linebackers are terrible. And, you know, there's so many things yeah. you can go after. They, they don't have that anymore.
1: Very interesting. Okay, those Cincinnati Bengals stock up. Stock up for the San Francisco 49ers, won three straight. This was really, for all intents and purposes, this was a playoff game. And the 49ers, uh, if they lost this game, they're... Chances at a playoff spot according to 538.com was going to be something in the teens, you know, 15-16%. And after winning this game and what happened in the NFC this week, it jumped up to 75-80% you know, chance of, of making the playoffs. I mean, this this week was a huge swing for the NFC playoff picture. The Niners now in control of their destiny for the sixth seed and knocking on the door of the Rams, who are faltering in the five seed, even only one game back there now in the NFC wildcard picture. 34-26 Niners beat the Vikings, Vikings fall to five and six. And it seems like every other team in the NFC that was fighting for a playoff spot lost aside from the 49ers. And nobody wants that last playoff spot, including the Vikings and coming away with this game. The Niners did what they do. And Debo Samuel's been awesome. And we'll find out about MRIs for some, players around the league that got hurt Sunday and we don't have that information yet here Monday morning including Debo but it looks like pretty minor maybe he's out for a short amount of time but it's a, a growing which is going to be tough for the Niners going into Seattle next week but the, the the 49ers are playing such good
0: ball I actually have breaking news oh here we go let's wait as you were saying that <laughs> right let's go Amazing timing, because this popped up on my phone. As you were talking injuries for this game, Dalvin Cook has torn labrum. Oh, it was a yeah. labrum injury. Dislocated okay. sho- uh, dis- uh, on his, in his shoulder. Yeah, I think there's a got, labrum in her knee and shoulder. He right? got
1: met in the backfield and was holding, it looked like his pec or something, and that's an uh, that's a baseball pitcher injury. That's not a, a football injury. I mean, it happens in football, but uh, interesting, a torn labrum. So he's done for the year, huh?
0: They say maybe he could come back for a playoff run. I'm just reading a you know okay. one-line blurb here, so that's all we got, but that's a big deal. Ooh, that is a big deal. That's
1: unfortunate, and there's still some good weapons in the passing game for Kirk Cousins, but I, I came away feeling like, man, Kirk Cousins really does kind of wilt in big moments at the end of the game through a bad interception, yeah. uh, lined up under the guard. Trying to get people lined up and you know in the in the in the red zone. Not I know it was probably loud for him there, but it's not a good look for Kirk Cousins. And it's funny because he's put up such a a pretty you know he's put up a good season, a Kirk Cousins season. A really lot good. of similarities yeah. actually between Jimmy Garoppolo and Kirk Cousins um, when you watch this football game statistically and how they play. And I think Cousins tends to make a little bit better throws down the field. He's got a better deep ball than Jimmy does. But Jimmy's throwing some darts and threw a bad pick just like. Uh, Kirk Cousins did, but Cousins wilting, and and Vikings fans want a new quarterback, but I think a lot of teams, like if you put Cousins on, I don't know, on the Browns, Cousins is playing better than baker mayfield right like the say, are, put him on the
0: browns or steelers either. yeah the, oh know, the steelers
1: like, the steelers right. are rolling with kirk cousins right now
0: Oh, this town would kill for kirk cousins right now i can promise you that well
1: maybe you have an opportunity <laughs> to trade for him in the offseason i don't know I think, maybe he'll be
0: here i mean uh, maybe we'll see kellen mond at the end of the season too he's looming you know i mean but it's not wow. that time yet but this cook injury is bad um again th- this is your wheelhouse but we talked about the bengals just moving the ball with ease against Pittsburgh just now, that's the Niners running game to me. And I'm not even sure the opponent matters. I mean, boy, is it clicking. And, and whether they're handing it to Debo or Mitchell or whomever. And I think Kittle being back is massive on so many levels, but, you know, as a blocker in particular. But, you know, everybody blocks and everything is really – crisp and the defense is always on their heels and it's something to watch right now yeah. this team's pretty good
1: absolutely the the ground game with eli mitchell the the rookie i mean like elijah mitchell is, is probably the best rookie running back right now in the NFL. He wasn't even the first running back selected by his team. Um, yeah. You know, he's a yard and a half more per carry than Najee Harris. And Najee Harris, unfortunately, you know, he's getting the ball a ton, but just there's not a lot of places to go. But it's the opposite for the 49ers offense. And then Absolutely. all of a sudden, Debo Samuel, who I saw this stat actually, which is fantastic. Debo Samuel, the third highest scoring fantasy wide receiver since week 10 in the NFL. He's got hmm. seven receptions in that time. so he's essentially a running back he's been a running back for the last three weeks and he had more he had one catch in this game he had uh, one catch for 12 yards and six carries for 66 yards his ability Debo Samuel's ability as just a true running back lining up in the backfield to find the corner and get the corner is kind of magical what Debo Samuel is doing right now is is pretty special it's amazing to watch and then Elijah they're not gimmick
0: runs though either they're not Oh, ends arounds. rounds. I mean, they're running right. back. Runs. Yeah, it, it's yeah. not
1: wide receiver runs in a lot of ways. Sometimes right. it, it is. And they're, they're, he's, they're trying to get him in more space. He's not, you know, taking, you know, gap runs up the middle in the, in the A-gap, although he is get hit a couple times, which I don't like. And that's, you know, and now he's hurt, right? And so that, right. that does worry me a little bit. I don't like the 8 to 10 to 12 carries for Debo. A couple here and there is good. So hopefully you don't need that a lot going forward because – Uh, any running back is going to end up being a hurt running back. So that worries me for Debo. But Elijah Mitchell, that tandem right there is just pretty amazing. And Elijah Mitchell healthy just owns the backfield for the Niners. 27 carries, 133 yards, um, and just, you know, four yards, four yards, and and not a lot of huge runs. His long was 15, but – the. He's finding holes and he hits it so quickly and gets downhill and it's a really good match for Kyle Shanahan and then you know having Ayuke jump in there and have a 37 yarder here and there and the wide receivers are blocking it's just like there's there's a lot of confidence going on and a lot of swagger for the 49ers right now playing some good ball and um, the defense is doing Ben don't break just enough Bosa pretty much getting a sack per game and you know making yeah, a big right. play here and there on defense and the and the defensive backfield that's been banged up is is holding their own so they're in a good place.
0: They really are. And, you know, they have a couple cards up their sleeves still, too, though. Like, okay, you mentioned those Debo fantasy numbers, but that doesn't mean you can't line up outside the numbers 60 snaps and just rip you apart that way, too. Oh, they yeah. just haven't needed it with Ayuk and Kittle clicking, and they've got plenty of pass catchers without having to rely on him. But that doesn't mean they can't. And I know Jimmy's not getting benched. I mean, why would you? This team's rolling. But imagine this run game with Lance. I mean, the, the things that it, it just – I can't help but think of that when I watch this thing clicking and mm-hmm. go, what if we gave him one more blocker and one more you know, guy that can carry the ball that's fast and dynamic and Wow.
1: And I think that's the plan, you know. Uh, yeah, since, right, right. I mean, if Kyle Shanahan would love to have eleven running backs on offense as he could hand the ball off to the the offensive lineman too, you know, like that's think, uh how this thing is going there. Um, but with Debo out, it'll be interesting, you know. i u and Kittle are gonna have to get more targets, and they're gonna have to have a more traditional running game with Mitchell and, and Wilson and those guys, and uh, and we'll see how that goes, depending on how much time Debo Samuel has to miss. And on the other side. Just looking at the other teams in the NFC, too, I still think the Vikings have the best shot at the 7th seed, too. And um,
0: Probably. The, Eagles lost. Yeah, Saints I, are a mess.
1: Those te- let's get into some of those games next and see how many games we can cover here, and we'll get to the rest of the Sunday and Monday night action on tomorrow's Peacock and Williamson. It's here, the best Monday of the year, Cyber Monday, and Built.com is the place to aim your mouse, get at least 20% off everything delicious and healthy, That's 20% off site-wide and even bigger discounts on Built Boost, Built Broth. Yeah, they don't just have those protein bars that taste like candy bars. They've got a ton of other stuff. Built Swag as well at Built.com. And brand new flavors coming uh, every day. It seems like just landed for Cyber Monday. Caramel Almond Delight. It delivers everything it promises. Caramelized Chocolate, check. Almonds, check. Delightful, double check. Be sure to get yours before they're gone. Only 150 calories with 17 grams of protein. There's a white chocolate cheesecake flavor coming. Only 140 calories. And, of course, Built Bars are always low in sugar, low in carbs, high in protein, so you feel good and so do your taste buds. So go to Built.com for these incredible tasting new bars and 20% off everything. Built.com. Enter code LOCKED20. That's LOCKED20. At Built.com before it's too late. Thanksgiving and football goes hand in hand. But not only football and turkey, but also betting at BetOnline. And of course, as always, BetOnline has you covered for all the holiday season props, odds, and lines as much or more than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this Thanksgiving holiday season. Head to your new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus with promo code locked on that is promo code locked on to receive your welcome bonus. And it's not just football. BetOnline has pro and college hoops, college football, of course, NHL, boxing, UFC, all of your favorite Vegas casino games as well. So don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for this 2021 season and some futures beyond. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. BetOnline, stuffed with deals this Thanksgiving. So the Saints... Lost thirty one to six to the Bills on Thursday. They I, I don't know what's going on with their quarterback situation. They they worry me quite a bit. The Panthers, I thought, were the team that They're was. They're almost going,
0: like Tennessee, where they just don't have we don't even know who the people yeah, are touching the ball are. Yeah, anymore, I think Tennessee, know,
1: right? the Browns, the Saints, I, I yeah. don't, like I just no don't have faith in any right. of those teams right now because of what they What they bring to the table They're just you know They're bringing a knife To a gunfight In a lot of ways
0: Yeah right 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 There's no No explosive playmakers No playmakers
1: And you thought The Cam Newton Carolina Panthers Had this momentum And it was going to be the thing And uh, maybe not I don't know The Dolphins now Five and seven suddenly For those Dolphins Just like the Panthers So the Panthers Falling behind In that NFC playoff race And maybe Cam Newton's Not going to be the savior After all It was bad Five of twenty-one Passing for Cam Ninety-two yards two interceptions, a 5.4 QBR, like one of the worst throwing performances of the day. And, oh, yeah, Christian McCaffrey comes down with an injury in this game.
0: Yeah, I mean, I hate to say it, but what else is new? You know, I mean, this rivals the Steelers for most disappointing outing of the day. I I thought the Panthers-Dolphin game would be very, very competitive. I also thought the same thing about Cincinnati-Pittsburgh. Miami's really finding themselves... Sort of like your Niners, you know, maybe a lesser version of that, but a good young coach that is, you know, things are starting to shape together. The quarterback's gaining confidence, a uh, young offensive line coming together. Defense is getting after the passer, five sacks. The uh, defense is hard to play against. Panthers' O line's really bad and has been all year. And that mm-hmm. seems like an underreported story because everyone talks quarterbacks, but that needs mention. To me, that's their biggest offseason to do thing, quarterback aside. But Cam looked like. He had no clue. He, I mean, he was really really bad in
1: this game. Yeah, it, it was really bad. He doesn't have that arm to f- make some throws that he thinks he th- can still make, I think, too. Uh yeah. the, the the arm he used to have is just not quite there, so I think that hurts him in some ways. Um and on the other side, too, is p- quietly Coming putting around. up a really good run for the Dolphins. Like he's playing pretty well and he's probably playing for maybe another team and and a, and a team to give the Dolphins something know. in trade, but because uh, it sounds like the Dolphins have made up their mind, but maybe he's going to play his way back into favor. Maybe he doesn't want to. You know, if you're Tua, wouldn't you be like, no, dude, trade me. Like, keep keep go, keep with your plan, trade me somewhere else, trade me to Pittsburgh, and I'll go uh, beach uh, in the playoffs. come
0: to Pittsburgh, too. You're yeah. always putting guys in Pittsburgh. I, I love putting guys in Pittsburgh. He'd be very welcome here. You know, again, they'd be in much better shape. Right, Jalen Waddles turning into yeah. a star, too. This was somewhat of a breakout game for him, too. I mean, he's... Very, very impressive, and it's about time that they start using him downfield a little bit more. Dangerous, dangerous dude. I mean, really in the Tyreek mold. I'm not comparing anyone to Tyreek, but boy, he's frightening. Oh,
1: and a rookie we haven't talked a lot about this year. Uh, he was banged up to start the year was Jalen Phillips. Three sacks in this game, some of them were downright impressive, highlight level sacks. Um, Uh, It was impressive, so if he gets going for that defense as well and is that first-round player they drafted this year, that'll be huge, and uh, maybe the dynamic presence that defense needs off the edge to really take that next step. And, um, yeah, look out for those Dolphins. Maybe a little too late, well, definitely too late in the AFC, but turning things around right now. And, yeah, their rookie class looking good with those two first-round picks in Waddle and Phillips in this game.
0: Yeah, and Panthers' D was overmatched. I mean, like... I was excited to start the Panthers D in fantasy. I'm like, oh, they'll hang. That's a good young D. They'll get after Tua. Nope. You know, I mean, not at all. I mean, they got me negative points in fantasy. And I'm glad you mentioned Phillips because this edge class, you know, Owe and Pay and Rousseau and all these guys, a lot of people with different grades on all of them. I thought Phillips was clearly the best of the group and, I actually put a couple bucks down on defensive rookie of the year way back when on Phillips. That's not going to cash. That's going to Parsons, but I love the player.
1: And the Eagles, I feel like we've got to bury them right along with the Panthers, right? Five yeah. like I didn't really believe in them in the first place, but now with the loss to the this Giants, is like that's, you know, and it hurts. The hurts is not the guy and He'll make a few plays here and there, but, man, yeah, 14 of 31 passing, 129 yards, three picks in this game, 17.3 QBR, I think maybe the second worst on the week to Cam's uh, outing, and it's amazing that these guys' QBR was even worse than what we saw with the four interceptions thrown by uh, Lamar Jackson. But, um, you know, and he led the team in rushing. They they can't figure out their running game. Who's their running back? Like, I, it's it's just super confusing what this team is doing. And, you know, Hertz can't get the ball to his playmakers. Uh, although I will say that they his playmakers let him down late in the game. First of all, throw the ball to Devontae Smith. What are you doing? Um, yeah. And second of all, you know, Goddard with the drop and Quez Watkins with the drop later in the game. So they could have helped out their quarterback. But it's just a good offensive line, and, and that's about it right now with – that philadelphia eagles team and and they're they're done they're done right
0: Uh, i'm i think you're a little lower on than i am and i had a really hard time buying in that the eagles could not could be better than bad you know that could be average or maybe even fight for a playoff spot and then i bought it you know and two days ago i would have told you they're going to roll the Giants. They figured things out. They're playing the Jalen Hurts' of strength. They're running the football. They're winning at both lines of scrimmage, and this thing's going okay. And I may even listen to use those three third-round picks on things not that are not quarterbacks, and just get all kinds of fun toys and give Hurts another another go at it. So I'm not going to totally dive off that that train right now, and I think maybe this is a one-off game because they still did run the ball very effectively. I mean, they, they averaged six point three yards per rush. I mean, the the whole thing here is, and this goes back to Hertz, though, of course, is the four interceptions. I mean, you lose a turnover battle for nothing against a pretty bad Giants team, and I just felt like this game was much more about the Eagles losing it than the Giants winning it. Yes.
1: You know. And I mean, that's what the scoreboard tells you too, 13 to yeah. 7, and this is a Giants team that was pretty much folding up shop. There was the story of David Geldman probably being done as GM there after this year, which is which is the way it probably should be. The Giants have those two first round picks though and uh, can yeah, turn things yeah. around quickly, but new GM means new coach probably, and new quarterback. So, a lot to be decided in uh, another rebuild looking like it's coming for the New York Giants.
0: Without question. And yeah, they got a win. It wasn't super impressive in my opinion. I don't mean to cut on teams that just got a win, but I mean, even like Saquon 13 carries for 40 yards and they end up with 70 yards rushing, even though the Eagles kept giving them the football, like uh, there's something missing with the giants. And again, I my one year in the NFL. I went through this at this, uh, this time of year, you walk around the halls of the facility and there's a lot of doors to coaches offices that are closed that used to be open because they're talking to other teams about their future or yeah. moving company. You know what I mean? It <laughs> right. gets, gets to that point And I think the writing's on the wall, but they got to win. Great.
1: Those colleges are, are calling about jobs. Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah, I right, think we right. need to get into that a little bit later in the week. There's some connection maybe, maybe. there with Cliff. And I mean, he's, he's got the one seed in the NFC. He's talking about moving on to to Oklahoma. I'm not sure about that one. Uh, We'll cover some of those stories a little bit later in the week, including some of the games we did not get to today on tomorrow's episode, like the Buccaneers-Colts, which was a good one. Big one, We've got uh, Falcons-Jags, Jets-Texans, Chargers-Broncos, and Rams-Packers. And really quick, before we finish up here today, we've got to make our – Picks for this Monday night football game, which on paper doesn't look like a great one—the three and seven Seahawks at the four and six Washington football team. Uh, it's an even pickem here. So, Matt, who you got?
0: I like Washington, and I have great respect for Russell Wilson. I just think that the the Seahawks are very done. I don't think they're getting to Giants level about closed doors and things like that. But there's a lot of talk about. What's this team really going to be? What are we going to see next year? Carroll, Wilson, who are the foundational players? I think they're in a really bad spot. And I think Washington has a little bit of momentum in their building Monday night. This is kind of their Super Bowl. You know, don't embarrass yourself at home. Uh, I, I think they do well here and win this game.
1: I am learning, Matt. And I'm learning. I talked about it a little bit earlier in this podcast. I'm learning that whatever happened recently... Flip it, and that's what's going to happen this time. So Seahawks (laughs) big on the road, beating Washington, and Russ will look like prime Russell Wilson, the guy we expected big plays to lock it and DK Metcalf and uh, the defense will step up here. You know, they still got some, some pretty good players on the defensive side of the ball there for Seattle, even though that unit overall is not playing good at all. And I there's, I don't think there's enough firepower in Washington. If the Seattle Seahawks play like they should, they've been so disappointing. I think a bounce back game here for a healthier Russell Wilson. Give me the Seahawks on Monday night football.
0: Part of me hopes you're right. Like I don't like seeing this version of Wilson.
1: It's ugly. It's just, I don't want to see ugly ball. And here's the other thing that benefits an West coast to East coast trip is it's a night game. So it's not that, you know, 10 a.m. Early body clock start time.
0: Good point. Good point. And extra day to prepare when they traveled, you know, all that stuff's good for them. Absolutely.
1: All right. Good stuff. Matt and I will be back tomorrow, breaking down the rest of the week. 12 action. We'll take some of your Twitter questions. In the middle of the week at B.D. Peacock at Williamson NFL. Filter in a guest or two from the network. See if we can get some more insight from some of these teams that we're scratching our heads about in the NFL in this 2021 season. Thanks for making us your first listen every day right here. Peacock and Williamson.